Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Once in a while, Holly, I come across a really interesting story online that just grabs my attention. Yeah. And the other day I was online and I was reading about someone claiming to have been haunted by an Elsie doll from <laughs> that Disney movie Frozen. Oh my God. Yes. Have you seen that movie? I saw it once and well, that was plenty for me. Yeah. Let's just say <laughs> though, you can't let that one go after oh, you watch it, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> apparently. They keep telling you to let it go. They keep telling you, yes. <laughs> Apparently, somebody didn't talk to their marketing department. Hey, that's not a good idea. Everything fell apart after I left working there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did. Clearly. <laughs> Apparently, the owner of the doll, Emily Madonia, or Madonna, I like that better. Mm. Um, I do too. From Houston, Texas, was interviewed by the local media when she reported that this doll was making her family uncomfortable by its <laughs> behavior. By its behavior. <laughs> it was probably staring at them in bed. You know? Oh my God. That's great. Any doll would make me uncomfortable. I think dolls are naturally creepy. Well, she had purchased the doll back in 2013 and had given it to her daughter as a Christmas present. Hmm. And the doll would sing, you know, of course, the popular song, Let It Go, from the movie. <laughs> and she would also say some phrases and quotes from the movie. How that would happen is you would press a button that the doll was wearing. It was on a necklace. Uh -huh. It wouldn't do that unless you press the necklace. Uh -huh. But the daughter had the doll for two years and decided one day to start coloring on her doll. Okay. You know, like just with markers. And, and that made the doll angry. I don't know. But around that time, the doll started to speak and sing in Spanish. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was turning on and off without the button being pressed. Uh -huh. So they looked into the manufacturing of the doll, and it was soon known that the doll was programmed with several different languages sure. for the different countries around the world that it was being marketed to okay. or sold in. That makes sense, yeah. They just decided that, you know, she had the doll for a long time, so it was just starting to malfunction. And they decided just to throw it away. That happened to be around Christmas time of 2019, so just recently. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Here's the crazy part. A few weeks later, she found it back in her house inside a bench in their living room. <laughs> yeah. How the hell did it get there? Yeah. My, so my first thought was that, okay, somebody took it out of the garbage yeah. and brought it back yeah, in. Yeah, of course. But her, her daughter swears she didn't because her daughter doesn't want a broken doll and the, and the doll was freaking him out. So, no. So with um, a second <sighs> determination to okay, make sure okay. this doll was going away, yeah. they wrapped two garbage bags around the doll. And they buried it at the very bottom of their trash, wheeled it out to the curb, and watched the garbage man take it away. Okay. So they okay. actually confirmed it was gone. Okay. But. No. Oh, yeah. No, no. No. This is, this is so bad. Two weeks later, the doll shows back up at their house. This time, it was found in the backyard, propped up on the side of their house. What? How yeah. do they know it's the same doll? Yeah, that's ex you. You are thinking just like me, little <laughs> just investigator, sure little Nancy Drew. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I mm. asked the same question. I'm like, how do they? You know, somebody's playing a prank on yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, buying a doll, putting it up. No, 
they know it's the same doll because their daughter had colored specific places right. on oh, the doll. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't like tell people where these, you know, markings were on the doll. Who is fucking with them? I know. Somebody has got to be fucking with these people. Well, so at this point, the whole family is just like going crazy and so they start making a Facebook post <laughs> talking about their story. Yeah. And, you know, several people are like, you should burn the doll and everything else. But if the doll is haunted, that's only – the entity itself is not going to go away. Right. It'll just make it stronger because it'll be released from the doll. I saw that on an episode of The Dead Files recently. Oh. <laughs> you don't burn You don't burn haunted you don't, objects. You don't burn your toys. No. You know, it not, could be – Neither possessed by a demon. Right. No. And it could be letting off toxic fumes, too. And, so. yeah, as well, well as evil spirits. So at this point, she had an online friend, Chris Hogan, who lives 1,500 miles away, and the friend offered to take care of the doll for her, so she mailed it to him. Right now, um, her friend is driving around with the Elsa doll tied up to the front <laughs> bumper on his Jeep. <laughs> the, everybody's waiting for the doll to turn up again because the doll turns up every few weeks. That's and so crazy. this, so she just mailed the doll. So you're but, gonna you're staying on top of this, watching the Facebook. Posts I am. I'm. And stuff. I'm gonna update everybody. Awesome. But That's anyway, so she said the most creepy thing happened though. The last thing she did when she packed the box uh, with the doll in it. Right before she closed it, the doll started laughing hysterically for 30 seconds straight. And that was not something it did before. It never laughed no. before. Oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> so anyway, I came across that story. That's but then a good really, story. That's creepy. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the movie's creepy enough. And you <laughs> a creepy doll. Yeah. But it made me think of all the haunted doll stories that are yes, out there. there are a lot of haunted doll stories. And there's one in particular that I think is the best one. Okay. Better um, than the one you just told us. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, Because that, yeah, yeah. that one was really pretty good. Oh, thank you. No, <laughs> now, this one uh, takes place in 1906. So oh, okay. So this was a long time ago. Sure. It's about Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll. Yeah. Okay. The Otto family lived in Key West, Florida, and had a son named Robert Eugene Otto. Okay. So this was before it was appropriate for, you know, boys to play with dolls, but he was, you know. Sure. He was going to do it anyway. He was going to do it anyway. All right. Go, Robert. Uh, yeah. There are two stories of how the doll came to the Otto household. One story tells that the grandfather went on a trip to Germany, bought the doll, and he brought it home as a present to Robert. Okay. The other story is that one of the servants who was brought over from the Bahamas gave the doll to the son. But research shown that the doll's manufacturer was Steiff, a German company who used to manufacture toys. And so it's likely that it was the grandfather that purchased the doll. Okay. Um, just based on that. The household had four servants. And like I said, they were from the Bahamas. They were brought over from there. And there was one woman who had the job of nanny to young Robert. Okay. Rumor had it that Mr. Otto got the nanny pregnant. Oh. Yeah. Uh -oh. And Mrs. Otto, who was furious, punished her by treating her harshly and locking her up in an outdoor bathroom. And barely provided food for her during her whole time she was pregnant out there. Oh, wow. And as a result, the servant delivered a baby that was sickly and malnourished and only lived to be about 10 weeks old. Okay. So 
it was really sad, but the nanny was so fond of the auto boy that despite losing her own son, took very good care of Robert, and they grew very close. Um, Robert really liked her, too. Okay. But one night, the servants were practicing a ritual outside in the yard, which was a common thing they did because they were involved in the Santeria religion, which was prevalent in the Bahamas. Santerian? Santeria? Santeria. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I think it might be Santeria. People oh. might say, I think you might say Santeria. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, cut that. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, Holly. It's Santeria. <laughs> Josh, thank God for you. I do the um, same thing, though. I say God. things all the time. What did I say last week about, is it something wrong? Escalate. Like, yeah, escalate. And then um, there was something else that I said, and you guys, were, and it's a very common word, and it was great. So now that we all know what the religion is. <laughs> Santeria. Santeria. I think a drink was named after that or something or a song. Isn't there a guitarist named after that? Oh, wait, that? that's Santana. Santana. Okay, okay, we're getting all our Santas mixed up. We can't do that, Holly. Uh, sorry. So anyway, this religion is prevalent in the Bahamas, but uh, what these rituals seem to do is they um, involve sacrificing little small animals like rabbits oh. and chickens, but it would freak out Mrs. Otto. She'd like look out, see this bonfire going and like chickens screaming. Oh God, no, that would freak me out too. Yeah. So finally <laughs> she was like, you know, I've had enough of this. Little Robert's getting older. We don't need a nanny. She complained to her husband that she wanted these servants to be gone, like just get them gone. And finally her husband agreed. And so because the nanny was so close to Robert, she tried to convince her to, to keep her in service. But the lady's like, no, no, you got to go. Yeah. I don't want you getting pregnant again with right. my husband. <laughs> it's really well, awkward yeah. for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, anybody did that, that person would be gone in <laughs> my right. household. That's I don't right. get that. So soon after, her son started to carry around the doll and would refuse to be parted with it, even now that he was quite a bit older. The doll was described as wearing a sailor outfit, standing about three to four feet tall. So that was a pretty big That's doll. That's a tall doll. Yeah. And That's he had like a, a little, child size. I know. Wow. And he had a hmm. small stuffed toy doggy as an accessory. Isn't that so cute? Not, no, because it's super well, creepy. It's extra creepy, actually. Extra creepy. <laughs> but Robert would call the doll Robert after himself. <laughs> Oh, wow. And he started insisting that his parents call him by his middle name, Eugene. So anytime he would get in trouble, he would just put the blame on the doll and say, Robert did it. <laughs> hey, you know what? That was directly a playbook out of mine as a kid. I would just always blame the cats. Anything, <laughs> the cats did it. Anytime something happened, oh, it's the cats, it's the cats, you know. Yeah. Everybody, every kid has to have an animal so they could just blame. That's stuff right. On. All of our animals are outdoor animals, so I couldn't blame them for all the indoor stuff. No. Yeah. His parents reported Eugene's behavior as becoming more irritable and demanding. Sometimes at night, they would hear their son having nightmares, only to find that the doll was in a different location and the room demolished as if a windstorm had blown through the room. Wow. Huh. Wind, 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 scary stuff. Yes. Eugene would repeatedly blame everything on Robert, so they weren't getting anywhere with him doing that. Right. And they would sometimes report hearing laughter running around at night in the wee hours of the morning, you know, probably around the witching hour. <laughs> Just saying. 4 p.m. Yeah. No, 3 a.m. Oh, right, 3 a.m., 3 a.m. Get it right, man. <laughs> Eugene also told his parents that Robert should sit at the head of the table. 
That's even and weirder. have his meals first before the family sat down. Did they put food in front of him and the plate would just like the food would well, disappear? See, I wish somebody had researched that because I could. I that's what I was thinking. That's I couldn't so, find anything. That's so creepy. Yeah. It, Robert probably was just having two meals. You know, it's a way for him to get fed twice. More food. Yeah. Pretty sneaky. Yeah, smart kid. Or maybe the dog came to life too. Yeah. <laughs> Jumped up on his lap and ended up. So this irritated his father immensely, which yeah. you can imagine. I would think so. He's the head of the household, right? Yeah. But the boy wouldn't back down. And his parents weren't the type who wanted to escalate drama in the house. Right. And they were the very stoic type. So yes. they just put up with it. Yeah. Robert became the talk of the town. He was reportedly seen carrying around his doll in his backpack everywhere <laughs> where he went. And he was conversing with it all the time. Huh. Some people reported that they could see the doll looking at them propped oh, up at a window. That's so creepy. And there was so much gossip about how eccentric the family was because Robert was like in his late teenage years at this point. <laughs> oh, that's even weirder. <laughs> yeah. The Otto family finally decided to move to France and they left Robert the doll locked up in an old antique chest upstairs in the attic. Robert forgot all about the doll as he pursued a career as an artist over in France. And he married a lovely lady named Anne. I wonder... Isn't Anne also a doll? <laughs> I don't know. But I wonder what the point was where he was like, you know what? I've worked this doll angle long enough. I'm going to go ahead and put it in this... Like, when did he finally decide to set that doll down? Because if he yeah. had it with him into his late teenage mm -hmm. years, like, that's interesting. Hmm. I think he probably didn't put the doll down. I think it was all packed up, ready to go <laughs> in this chest with his other toys. And he thought it was packed in the car. And the father probably just snuck it back into the house last minute. <laughs> Robert gets over to France. Everything's unpacked. He's like, where's my doll? Yeah. Yeah, out <laughs> no, of sight, Robert, out of mind. No. <laughs> if you want to go back to America, we can get it. I'm surprised that Robert didn't get like a, a ticket bought for him on the boat or whatever they took to France. Well, that's the thing. He was wearing a sailor's outfit. Yeah. He should have had free passage. You would think so. A stowaway. Yeah. Anyway. Or they put him to work with a bucket, bucket of suds and a mop on the deck or something like that. No, no, no. Otto's too good for that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he forgot all about the doll. Seeing as the house was still owned by his family, though, here's the good part. He decided to move back with his wife. Isn't that nice? To, to that house? Yeah. Where his doll waited for him. Right. And Eugene found his old doll. Oh, my God. <laughs> locked away in the attic, and soon his eccentric behavior began again. So weird. And he's, he's a grown man now. He's a grown man. Do Has they, a wife. And do they have kids of their own? Well, I, no, I don't think so. Oh, Not wow. at this point. Wow. So he decided that Robert the doll needed his own quarters. So this doll kept getting more and more demanding and built his doll a small room in the third floor turret scaled perfectly for the doll's size. He also built doll-sized furniture for Robert. That's crazy. And sat Robert on the chair where it apparently stayed motionless most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. But at least he didn't allow Robert to share the marriage bed. But still, Robert was said to have become more abusive to his wife, even locking her in the outside outhouse like, like his mom did to the former nanny so what's the wife thinking at this point like she moves with her husband to this house and then he goes and he gets out his doll yeah. i think she's one of those ladies on snapped and i'll tell you why yeah. because his death was kind of weird and, yeah and and so this happened in 1974 yeah. His wife found the body, right? Uh-huh. They Quote always unquote. are the ones. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know, officer. It just looks like he fell down the stairs. <laughs> I know. 
And it was um, in that designated area for the doll. Mm -hmm. And he was reported to be resting. The doll was resting on the chest of Robert. Oh, my God. Or Eugene, because we're going to call him Eugene now. Wow. Okay. With his arms around his neck in a deathly embrace. (laughs) So this freaky doll, after everything that Robert did for him, or Eugene, or... Is yeah. the guy Eugene or Robert now? I can't remember. He's Well, he's Eugene. The boy is Eugene because the boy he goes is Eugene. by his middle name. Okay, so but Robert is the man. Is the doll. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I'm really confused. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Robert is the doll yeah. and Robert Eugene is the man. You know, why didn't they just call him Junior? I don't know. Like let's, everybody let's else call him Junior did. from now on. Robert we'll and Robert Junior. Jr. Okay, so Junior, after everything <laughs> he did for Robert, right. Robert took Junior out. Do I have that right? No. <laughs> no, Junior is the doll. Oh, God damn it, Carol. So junior, <laughs> junior, junior took Robert out. For but here's where, you, here's where you really missed the point. Really? It was the wife. It was the um, wife that killed Robert. As she should. And placed the doll as, there. Um, as she should. Because everyone would believe the psycho dog kill, killed him. Yeah, of course. Or not dog, doll. 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 The doll did it. We all know the doll did it. Haha, I love it. Anyway, soon after his death, Anne moved out of the house. Like every normal person would do. I would probably sell it and take the money and go somewhere else. So she left the doll packed away in the attic, and it was again found years later by a new family who had a 10-year-old daughter. Okay. Now, she also started playing with the doll. Okay. But um, she was freaked out by the doll. She reported that the doll was moving around and keeping her up at night. What? Yes. Oh. There was also an occasion where she reported that Robert the doll tried to kill her. What? In the same way as the doll killed Eugene. Really? Oh. So maybe it wasn't so the maybe, wife. So maybe he did do it. Or maybe he saw the wife do that and was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy was a creep anyway. <laughs> so... So after, you know, the parents are hearing about this from their daughter, they're like, okay, we're going to donate this doll to the local museum because the doll had a long history. I mean, all the townsfolk knew about the history of this doll. Oh, wow. And so it's located at East Martello Museum. Who is it still there? Yes. So they keep really? it under display, under locked glass. And here's here's the cool part. Many notes and papers can be seen printed and penned around this case because there's a curse associated with this. I doll. was going to say there must be a curse. Yeah. And it is said that you must ask permission first to take uh, Robert the doll's picture. And if the doll tilts his head, then that means your wish has been rejected. Really? People, when they were looking at the doll, reported all these horrible things that happened to them. They felt like their lives were cursed afterwards. So that's why people, um, the museum now has thousands of these letters of true testimonies of bad luck and misfortune that followed. Really? Also followed by forgiveness and apology to the doll. Where is the museum at? It's in Florida. Oh, it's in Florida? Yeah. So that's like the Annabelle story, you know, with the uh, Warrens. It's very similar. Yeah. And I was thinking about doing the Annabelle story too, but we'll save that for another time. Yeah, that's another really big story. It is. But, you know, I I think it's scary because Robert the Doll's picture is online. Really? 
And you need to send that to me so I can put it on the website. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I won't be looking at our website then ever oh, again, Oh, never again because I'm going to curse all these people. <laughs> but if you do look at our website or Instagram with the doll picture, yeah. be sure to write an apology because we don't want to be responsible no, for what don't. happens. No, we don't. No. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. Anyway, and I'll also send you the link for the article so you can see the doll, read the letters for yourself. Um yeah, nobody's taking a chance with this doll. That's fascinating. That's a great story. And you know, it's super creepy. It's just, know, I think it's really a good idea, though, in general, with social media to always ask permission before you take a photo of someone and post it. Yeah. That's just common courtesy these yeah. days. Yeah. And most of the time, you know what, Holly? Huh. I would tilt my head. No, you cannot take my picture. No, thank you. <laughs> and now I'm going to be uh, possessed and live in your house. You need to build a small room for me That's so right. I can be accommodated. Yeah. 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 I always say, like, if you have a problem with your coworker, you just say, uh, how do you resolve that? Can you give me a lock of your hair, please? <laughs> Argument ended. I'm going to need a lock of hair. And that and will your resolve picture. everything. And your picture, and your please. Picture. And I need some fingernail clippings as well. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome. What are you going to talk about today? So um, I am going to talk about the, I don't know if it's, necessarily famous on the west coast but the uh mansion summer wind Ooh, mm. that sounds like a gothic romance like a frank sinatra song perhaps? yes summer yeah. wind summer wind it's so, a wind theme yeah yes today we're talking about wind and wind jokes and wind stuff <laughs> and breaking wind uh, and breaking wind <laughs> Summer Wind is a mansion that was built in 1916 on West Bay Lake in Vilas County, Wisconsin. I don't know if I'm saying Vilas correctly, but it's spelled V-I-L-A-S. Anyway, it was built by U.S. Secretary of Commerce Robert Lamont, and it was supposed to be a vacation home for him and his family because it was right there on the lake. But after they built the house, um, the family noticed that objects moved around by themselves. They heard strange Ooh. noises from empty rooms. And then there were a lot of shadows that kind of flitted from room to room. Shadow people are Shadow the scariest. people, yeah. Just kind of a lot of weird shit going on in this house. But according to Lamont, one night he and his wife were in the kitchen when the basement door flew open and a man materialized right in front of them. And he was so freaked out that he pulled out his gun and he shot two bullets at it. They passed clear through the man and ended up in the door behind him. They ended up leaving the house and then they never came back. And in fact, the bullet holes remained in the basement door well after they were um, gone. I mean, I think that the basement door was still around decades later. Did they the just like holes. leave all their stuff and just run Basically, out of the house? They were like, okay, that's it. I mean, we already knew, they already knew that there was weird haunted things happening in the mm -hmm. mansion. I think that they just finally were like, um, with an actual ghost appearing in front of them, they were like, okay, we got it. We need to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're out of here. Yeah. If my so. bullets don't work. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. If I can't we got to get go. Yeah. yeah. We need to leave. <laughs> we got to get gone. This is it. They ended up selling the house in the 1940s to the Kiefer family, um, whom also used the house as a vacation home. Uh, but they also rented it out to a lot of people that were visiting the area. Mm -hmm. And then many people claimed that Mrs. Keeper rarely went inside the house. Instead, she would just hand the keys off to the guests and leave them to their own devices. They held on to the house for a while. And then in the 1970s, a couple moved into the home. Now, I'm not clear if they bought the house. I 
the reports say that they did, but then later I read something where the last owners bought the home from the Kiefer's. So I'm not entirely sure what is mm-hmm. the correct thing. But this couple, Arnold and Ginger Hinshaw, and their six children moved in the into the house in the 1970s, and they were going to renovate the house and kind of Uh-oh. restore it to its former glory. Uh Oh, renovating is always It's always bad, bad news, news for a haunted property because the ghosts do not like that. Right. They do not like to be disturbed. So they actually did have trouble finding contractors to work on the house because the reputation of the home being haunted. No contractors really wanted to work on it. One day they were working on the house and Arnold discovered a hidden crawl space in one of the bedrooms. He wasn't able to fit inside of it because he was too big. So when his daughter Mary got home from school, he made her go inside. Oh, nice which dad. I, which I think is awesome. That is terrible. <laughs> here's going to be your new punishment. Here's a flashlight. Crawling in this here's a hole. Here's a candle and you're going to go inside and just tell me what you see. It's going to be about a little, the spiders. It's going to be a little play place for yeah, you. You've always it. wanted one. I Don't worry about what you might find in there. It's fine. She goes inside and she discovers a pile of bones and a human skull with not a black hair still attached okay, to it. Okay, she, she's never, <laughs> never going to be the same again. No, I don't think it's she It's ruined will. her. It's ruined her forever. So yeah, she basically finds the remains of somebody in the um, crossfit. That's horrible. Yeah, but for some reason, the Hinshaws do not report this. <laughs> they just huh. simply go, oh, that's nice. And then they close the crawl space and they move on with their lives. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Why they don't would say they anything. not report it? You know what? I was thinking about that. Either the story is totally made up, or that was the seventies, and they were like, "No big deal." Like maybe there wasn't oh. that big of a thing back then. Yeah. I don't know, but they didn't report it. As time went on, Ginger and her kids felt like they were being watched in the house. They heard noises again coming from empty rooms, just like the Lamont family did. Uh, furniture and objects would move by themselves, and appliances would break and then fix themselves before repairmen could be called. Well, that's nice. Saves them money on I their mean, repair bills. Yeah, but it is kind of frustrating because, you know, you go to get something out of the fridge, and the right. fridge is, like, warm, and you're like, damn it, my milk is bad. Yeah. I better call the repairman, and you come back, oh, wait, no, everything's cool in here now. Yeah, and then, like, what if you wanted a new dishwasher? You can't build a case for yourself because every time it breaks, you're like, well, just wait a wait a week. Yeah, it'll, it'll, fix it'll come back. Yeah, We'll just have dirty dishes for a week and That's then right. eventually it, they will be clean. Don't worry. <laughs> We've got another three years on this puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. And then uh, there was one window that would raise and lower itself multiple times throughout the day. An actual apparition of a woman appeared before Ginger in the dining room. And then Arnold, this is the part that I thought was creepy. Um, There's a show called um, A Haunting. Um, I can't remember what channel it's on, but they have a lot of really good creepy ghost stories. And Summer Wind was one of their stories. And that's how I first heard about the house. And I thought this part was creepy. And they're talking about Ginger and and Arnold being in the house. Arnold began to suffer from insomnia. and, And reportedly, he decided to start playing the organ at late hours of the night. Oh, my gosh. To keep the demons away. There was so, an organ in the house. There was an organ. And not only was there an organ, there was creepy organ music being played at late hours of the night, bellowing throughout the house. I thought that, that is was awesome. So classic haunted house that, that I was like awesome. amazed by that. Love that part of the story. So then Arnold starts to like he can't sleep. His house is haunted. Can't get his appliances to work. Like everything's but he's becoming a, mess. a wonderful musician. Yeah, but, yeah. he's getting a lot of piano practice in. Um, but he kind of just starts to starts to have a little bit of a mental breakdown, and he ends up yeah. losing his job. So he and his wife Ginger they um, start fighting a lot, especially over money. 
Ginger even contemplates suicide. Um, so just after six months of living in the house, Ginger and her kids move out and move in with her parents. And not long after, Arnold leaves as well. And it, and it leaves the property empty and abandoned once more. Then a few years later, Ginger's father, Raymond Bobber, B-O-B-E-R, decided he would purchase the property and finish the renovation and turn it into a restaurant and inn. And he wasn't, I guess, necessarily fully aware of all the experiences that mm-hmm. that they had had in the house. And so he just thought, well, if you guys, you, your marriage failed, that's why you bailed. So I'm going to move in there and, and, you know, take care of things. So he recruited Ginger's brother to help him with the renovations. And during construction, her brother also saw an apparition on the second floor and then ran downstairs. When he got to the downstairs, he was in the kitchen and he saw a residual haunting of when the Lamont Lamont shot at the ghost in the kitchen. So of the man? Yeah. So he saw, he could smell the gunpowder, powder, he could hear the shot. And he, he kind of re-experienced that event in their kitchen. Oh, wow. So he left the home and he never came back. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm out of here. So he left. And then construction workers and contractors that Bobber did actually get to come and work on the house said their tools and blueprints would disappear. They also claimed that when they took dimensions of various rooms, they would change. So then they would go back to do work on it, and suddenly nothing they had cut or made ready for the room would fit, and they'd remeasure Whoa. them and found that they had changed Whoa. from the day before when they had measured them. So this house is change like shape. an animal. It can change shape. It's like growing and and yes. or breathing. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, it's not weird. That mm-hmm. is spooky. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a creepy house. So many of them ended up quitting, and they refused to go into the house again, and they were just super frustrated working there. But because of all these paranormal stories, Bobber decided that he wanted to explore what was really going on. So he started communicating with the spirits via a Ouija board. Oh, no. Because <laughs> that's oh, always a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So he even underwent a hypnosis session, and he began to speak in a deep and unrecognizable voice. Later, he remembers there being an uncovered deed in the house in the basement that was signed by a guy named Jonathan Carver. Now, he had no way of knowing there would be a deed in the basement, but this is something that he kind of recovered under hypnosis somehow. He believed that Carver was a frontiers man who, according to the deed, not only built the house, but was also owned at one point a third of Wisconsin's land. But the deed was lost, and he's supposedly one of the ghosts that haunt the property because he feels like that's his property. And he, right. he lost it because he had no proof of it. Um, and so he's been searching for this deed. Yeah. That's, that's what the guy that went under is. hypnosis found it. He said he thinks the deed is in the basement. But when they looked through the basement, they couldn't find oh, anything. Oh, so they, they didn't actually recover it. No. Okay. They never did actually recover it. But that was kind of the sense that he had after he started playing with the Ouija board and the hypnosis sessions mm-hmm. that maybe that's what was going on. That was the history behind this house. So... I don't know. That could just be a made-up thing, too, but I don't I don't really know. Uh, when they were looking for the deed, though, they actually also went back into the crawl space in the upstairs bedroom and reopened it and discovered that the bones and skull were not there anymore. So nobody really knows what happened Ooh. to those either. Yeah, those are gone. The house to the locals is called the Lamont Mansion, but it got renamed to Summerwind by this guy, Bobber, I think. Um, he ended up um, abandoning Summerwind, 
but he did end up writing a book about it in 1979 called The Carver Effect about his supernatural experiences in that house. And in 1980, Life Magazine actually went and photographed it because they were doing a piece of the most haunted houses in America. So it got real famous after the Life Magazine um, spread. Like everyone knew about that house. So it kind of got really famous in the 80s. And a lot of teenagers would go there and vandalize it and stuff like that. But the best part of the story, I think, is that um, it got bought again in 1986 by three investors who thought that they were going to renovate the house and also bring it back to its former glory and make it into like a hotel restaurant situation. But in 1988, um, a lightning bolt struck the house and burned it to the ground. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So there's nothing left of the house. Just a couple of the... So summer wind became... Nothing. Like, Some are nothing. And the only thing left are some um, fireplaces, and that's about it, and the foundation. But there's nothing left of that house. And it's a big house. Like, it's a big, big house. So I think that of all the stories, you know, maybe there's a way to explain things away, but a house getting struck by lightning and then burning to the ground, that can happen. But happening to the house with that reputation, yeah. to me, only kind of solidifies all those creepy stories. Right. Because <laughs> that's a weird way for a house to go. Yeah, the house did definitely didn't want to become a restaurant and a hotel. It did not. And it was was like, like, fuck that shit. Leave me alone. I'm so tired of these construction workers coming here and messing with my knobs. And my appliances is bullshit. I'm I'm a suicide out of this. Name when I'm a scary house. Yeah. I'm scary. Who do they think they are coming here and trying to screw with me? No. I'm just gonna I'm gonna out out of this and I'm gonna burn myself to the ground. I'm gonna invite some lightning to help me and that's it. I had to you take the say, full frontal nudity on oh, that. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that. But well, I wasn't naked as a child. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what, were you running around on a commune you or something? You going to take that off, Josh. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I meant to say the full brunt force impact. And the not full- as full frontal nudity. <laughs> yeah, we're never recording again in the morning. You're way too uh, yeah, this loose-lipped. Is, um, this loose-lipped. isn't going to work. This really isn't. I can't wait to hear your story. Well, I can't wait to tell it, Carol. (laughs) I know I'm a hard act to follow. That's why I always let you go first. Yeah, no, that is good. That's really good. This doll is so scary looking. Can I see it? Oh, actually, no, I can pull it up. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Yeah, Robert the Haunted Doll. That is... That's a good... It's a very, like, blank face. Oh, beady eyes. (laughs) Does it have the dog in there? Yeah, there's one with the dog, too, yeah. Oh, that yeah, the dog looks fucked up too. The dog's all <laughs> has crazy. Josh eyes. is so scared of oh. this doll. In Wisconsin, on West Bat Lake. Bat Lake. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode. You know, I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of people who've done me wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I know there's been people who've done you wrong. Oh, hell yeah. My heart's been broken many times. And you know how powerful the witching hour is. 
who do you want to hex at the witching hour? Not that we're really hexing anyone. No, but. of course we're we aren't. We don't know anything about putting curses on people. So basically, who do I want to quote unquote hex? Probably my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Oh, Johnson. Yeah, yeah he was. Teachers are nice awful. To me. They're the worst. He was kind of <laughs> mean. So beware, the witching hour, Mr. Johnson. If you guys have anyone you want to quote unquote hex, shoot us an email at firesidephantoms at gmail.com. And we can't promise we'll hex them, but you never know. 